previously on the Social Proof Podcast. So I say, you know what? I don't need all this crap. What do I need this for? So what did I do? Took that king bed to my two-car garage. I moved into the garage. You moved into the garage. Into the garage. So I'm living in a garage. I'm, and I'm talking about a garage. This different. He's different. <laughs> so listen, I'm in the garage, and I, I, I remember it clearly. Like, I still got it to this day. I still got the makeshift closet. You know, I just got some racks from, from Lowe's down the street. So that way I could hang up my suits and ties that I was wearing to the Bank of America, right? So now, what do you think I did? Bro, I just... Keep the story going, because I'm in shock. I'm in shock, bro. This is crazy. Listen, so now I found this guy to rent out my master bedroom, the soaking tub, walk-in closet, the balcony for $750, right? So we got my man. So you had 15, 13, you had 2,800. Coming in. I'm living in the garage. Listen, it gets cold. Right now in Atlanta, it's cold. You got the heat right. on. Delaware is cold. For sure. So what did I do in the wintertime? I had a Sub-Zero sleeping bag. For those that don't know, the Sub-Zero sleeping bag is the, the sleeping bag that goes over top of the hood. Like the hood, you can tighten it up right on the side, so you just little slits in your eyes, right? So the Sub-Zero sleeping bag was because it got cold. That garage wasn't insulated. There's no reason for a garage to be insulated. People aren't typically don't living in a garage. Don't nobody live in a garage, dude. Right, right. So I'm living in the garage. Sub-Zero sleeping bag, right? And the funny thing is, I met my wife while I was living in the garage. Really? Yeah. But the, the crazy part is, I didn't have to live in the garage, right? I'm still working at Bank of America, but I tell everybody, yo, I'm living in my... Well, first, they thought I was crazy renting out to grandma. Like, yo, that's not even your grandma. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what, are you, right, what are you doing? Right. So like, they thought that was crazy then. Then it's like, oh, you got two guys from Craigslist? What if they... What if they poison your milk and your cereal? What if they what if they wake up one night and just feel like killing you? I said, man, I'm not worried about none of that. Bro, I'm sorry. So that, that, like I was, I did a um yeah, and, and, and it, it speaks to your point, like just yeah. human beings in the way they think. Yeah. I was uh I was doing an event here actually, and I think we were uh we were selling a course. Maybe the course was um oh. It was actually a a program. My boy, he was uh, he's doing a real estate. Shouts yeah. out to uh, Tommy Hill Jr. Yep, yep. And the course I want to say might have been a hundred dollars a month. Okay. In my and you know we're you know we're going into Q and A, and my man says, okay, what if you don't have the money? And he's like, yo, we gotta go get it. We do a whole motivational speech. Like, go yeah, get the yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my man says, okay, what if you invest in the course, and your mother gets in an accident. You got to, I pray, yo, I can't make this up. He said, what if your mother gets in an accident and you got to pay the hospital bills? How am I going to afford this? Mm. I was shocked that your brain. Right, you think about the worst possible Automatically scenario. created something, a reason for you to not to be successful. Wow. That's crazy. Who yeah. thinks like that? What right. if they poison your milk specifically? Right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> not even like just kill you. What if they go in the kitchen, right. unscrew the milk, poison your joint? So they could keep the garage too. Right. They'd be like, what? Right. Bro, they thought I was absolutely crazy. So I enjoyed it because I actually like fed off of that, right? Because I'm like, yo, I like being in my own lane. Mm. So I like going against the grain, against the, you know, the status quo. So I'm telling these guys like, man, I got all these people renting the room, but I'm not paying anything. 
But the thing is, I have a substantial amount of cash flow coming from just that, that primary residence. So I could have just went out and go spend it and increase my living, but I read The Richest Man in Babylon, and that's not what you do. You mm-hmm. got to invest that extra money, For sure. right? So then I'm like, all right, I'm ready to buy my, my first true investment property. And I didn't know everything there was about real estate at all, right? But I, I was listening to the 50th law, and that's the 50 cent book. Mm-hmm. But he talks about taking that step, making that move, even when you're not 100% ready. So I remember, and this was during the nationalization scare, all this stuff, stuff was crumbling, right? So I said, man, listen, I'm gonna go ahead and buy this property and just figure it out. So I bought my first property in a place called Coatesville. And the reason why I bought it in Coatesville is because that's the hometown that my dad was in, uh, from. Like all my family was still out there on my dad's side. So I was able to pick up this property and it was a foreclosure, right? Because this is when a whole bunch of foreclosures were taking place because mm. the economy just, just crashed essentially. Mm. So I picked up this property as my second home for $60,000. And I only had to put down 10%. So that's $6,000 plus mm. closing costs. So we're gotcha. all in about like 10 grand, right? But I got introduced to Section 8 because my cousin, who was also from Coatesville at the time, she was living in this three-story property, five bedrooms, two baths, and she pulled me to the side and like, yo, cuz, guess what I'm paying for this? I'm like, what, maybe 1600 1700 She told me $100. I said, $100? Like, what are you, like, how are you paying for Like, what type of thing you got going mm-hmm. on? She said, oh, no, it's something called Section 8. I said, what you mean Section 8? Yeah, it's through the government. The government pays the, the other portion of the rent. I just got paid $100. But the best thing is, if I were to get fired or, you know, lose my job, they would step in and cover that $100 for me. So I said, oh, mm. snap. I said, okay. So when I bought that first property, I rented out Section 8 immediately, right? right? So my monthly note's about 550 bucks. I rented out Section 8 for $1,300. So now it's just straight cash flow coming in mm. every 30 days. So then I was just, you know, one house led to another. But um, yeah, back in Coastal, I was just running it up and these were all foreclosed properties. And I was getting them on sites like homepath.com, mm. homesteps.com. And I believe right now the inventory is low, but based where we're at with the economy, I think that inventory is going to be picking up so mm. people can go ahead and tap in. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR.
Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR wherever you get podcasts. The properties where you only just need a little paint and you just slap a tenant right in there, get your cash flow. Yeah, what do you think is about to happen to the economy? I see, I see the 2021, 2022. I think there's going to be a substantial amount of inventory of foreclosed properties. And I think that's why it's so important to, to be ready. I'm a big proponent of you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. Yeah. So with me, you know, that's why I save up a lot of money, invest, because I want to always be ready. Yeah. Right. So back when I was you know, even working at Bank of America, I got to the point where I was actually saving 90 percent of my take home pay. Because you don't have no living expenses. I got no overhead, no car note, yeah. no mortgage. So now all that money is just going to the good, getting ready for that next investment. Mm, all right. So you got you got your second. When did you get addicted? Like when did when did you like get that thing? Yo, I mean, I'm getting as much as I can get my hands on. Yo, that addiction really started when that lady put that seven hundred. Grandma yeah. put that seven hundred and fifty dollars. In my palm because it was cash. Yeah. Now I'm used to just getting that direct deposit. Right, right. But when they put that cash, I start counting it, start feeling it. <laughs> I'm like, man, this feels good. I, I like this, right? Oh. So it so it just got to the point where, you now I was working a job at Bank of America and they had me working about sixty to seventy hours a week, mm. grinding. I'm talking about hugging the cubicle and I was salaried, right? Mm. So what really did it for me was we had the end of the year review. So those that work in corporate America, you know how the end of the year review, yeah. you know, you go, you sit right in front of your boss, talk about the year. So my boss told me that, hey, Doug, great year. Um, you know, this was the year I'm putting 70 hours a, a weekend. So I'm like, oh, good. I'm going to get a little bonus. I'm going to get a little raise. So he said, hey, Doug, you're a meets, meets. I'm like, what the heck's a meets, meets? Meets, meets. Yeah. So you meet expectations on this column, you meet expectations on oh, this gosh. column, right? So it's not to exceed or exceed meet. They got all these different rankings right. in corporate America. He said, unfortunately, where the position of the bank is, um, meets meets, they're not getting a bonus this year, and um, we're going to keep your salary where it's at. Mm. So therefore, um, you know, just keep up the good work. Keep going. Keep, keep pushing. We really appreciate you. I said, what do you mean you really appreciate me? I just gave you an extra 30 hours every single week of my life. And you, mm. just say, you just say your meets meets, slap on the back of the head, keep up the good work. I said, okay, I got you. I see where you guys are coming from. But I can't, I still showed up the next day, sure. still put in the extra overtime because I knew that that job was gonna fund my real estate empire. Mm. Right? So that was the mindset I had. So people are like, yo, Doug, how are you still staying late? This guy didn't even give you a bonus. So don't worry about that guy. That guy is funding my empire. Yeah. Right? Right. So then, it, you know, no matter what they said to me, it couldn't break me. Because now I became obsessed with the work. Mm. That's what I mean by being obsessed with the work. So I'm working at nine to five, sometimes working later. But when I got home, I was clocking in from six to midnight, six to two in the morning, just engulfed in real estate, looking at properties, studying real estate, listening to audio books, right? Turning the TV off. That's, that's, the, that's the main thing. People don't turn off the TV. 100%. Right? They're watching the sports games. Why am I going to watch LeBron James play when I'm worried? I got to put up my own stats. Yeah, it's sure. like me showing up to somebody's job and sitting at the cubicle and just watching you, you know, 
put numbers in all day. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to do that? Yeah. Right. So I focused on myself. It's like, yo, why watch the game when you have the opportunity to be the game? Yeah. Right. So now, now I'm just engulfed with it. But I got obsessed with the work. So to the point where I'm bringing my work, you know, the typically my after nine to five work. I got, I got so obsessed. I'm bringing that work to the work with me. Mm. Right. So now I'm getting efficient at my job. Right. So instead of being there for a long period of time, I'm knocking on my workout in you know first hour, two hours of work, mm. then I'm right back to the real estate. I'm looking at properties. I'm making deals. I'm calling contractors. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm learning the game while I'm at work. They think I'm just listening to music. No, we're not listening to music right now. We're listening to audio books. We're listening to education, things that are going to get us to that next level. Because I can't. I seen that lady on the elevator. Yeah. That's not going to be me. Right. Right. I'm not going to have to rely on another man to put food on my table. Right. That's why I'm so adamant about teaching people how to fish. I'm not the guy that's going to be giving out fish, giving out money, because yeah. what good does that do? Once I stop giving out fish, giving out money, then you starving. Yeah. To listen to or watch this full episode, be sure to check out the Social Proof podcast on your favorite listening platform or on YouTube. Finally, you asked for it, and we created a Patreon, okay? We created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So it's about that time. We put together a Patreon. We put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now, there needs to be conversation. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Like, let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're a like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect, connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships. Okay. So check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. Um, the support is, um, the support is appreciated. What if I told you for $1, I will introduce you to hundreds of entrepreneurs every single morning this week from all across the country. You'll be able to talk to hundreds of entrepreneurs and I'll coach you. I'll coach you for a dollar this whole week. And I'll introduce you to some of my successful friends for a dollar this week. Would you, would you take part in that? Well, go to themorningmeetup.com because that's exactly what we're doing here. Okay. The only organization that gathers entrepreneurs every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurship. Okay. Every single day, Monday through Friday, we gather, we're growing, we're learning. We got a book club. Have you ever seen hundreds of entrepreneurs reading the same book? Every single chapter, every single day, we're growing together. Okay. You need the environment to grow in themorningmeetup.com a dollar. I'm going to give you all this for a dollar. If you want to stay, Great. It's $79 a month after that. If not, no obligation. You can leave whenever you want. All right? TheMorningMeetup.com. I'll see you in the morning. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. America. 
We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.